Welcome to the Greater Freedom Podcast with Nicola Charlotte. This is the podcast for female entrepreneurs and online service providers who are committed to having a thriving business they love and a lifestyle of freedom because we really do deserve to have it all. I'm equal parts mindset and equal parts business strategy here to help you create the most epic results whilst feeling fulfilled in all areas of your life. Let's dive in. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Greater Freedom podcast. Today I am joined by a wonderful guest, Vix. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Very excited to chat. Good. I I sometimes well, I used to do an introduction on behalf of my guests and then I realized that I never did as good a job. So I'd love for you to give us a very kind of top line intro as to what it is that you do. And then we're going to kind of dive into your area of expertise, which I know is going to be so valuable for everyone listening. Yay. Thank you. Um, so um, hello, I'm Vix. I'm an ex-primary school teacher turned online content creator turned sort of like online learning friend, coach, mentor, expert, however you want to say it, um, bringing my kind of years of teaching children in the classroom to online learning and our courses and programs. Um, How I got started in that is that when I left teaching, I left to become a full-time content creator. I was a blogger, Instagrammer. um, And through that journey, I built a community of people being like, Vix, how have you managed to go full time as like an air quotes influencer? You don't have 10,000 followers. You're not the typical like fashion blogger. How have you done it? Um, So naturally with my teaching background, I just found myself teaching people like, here's how to launch a digital product. Here's how to get a brand deal. Here's how to start an email series, et cetera. Um, And I was like, oh, I can still teach, which has always been my biggest passion. I just don't have to be in a classroom 70 hours a week getting like beaten up by nine-year-olds. So (laughs) this is great. Um, So through that, I then started a membership for other bloggers and influencers all about like monetizing your online space. I launched it to over 100 members in the first hour. And then we grew it to 1,200 active members by the end of 2021. Um, but at the beginning of 2022, you know, it, we were kind of just like memberships aren't easy to run, um, not that profitable to run, and a lot of hard work. And I was just kind of falling out of love with the Instagram mm. space because that's what the membership was all about is how to use Instagram. And I was just kind of a bit bored of Instagram. I was just like, right, I just I feel like there's something else in me about teaching online. And I was having a lot of my community ask me, like, Vix, you've had these successful memberships, these courses. You know, I taught one course, uh, live program to over 350 people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a course with Domestica that's now had over 5,000 people watch it. So I had a lot of people ask me, like, how are you launching your courses? How are you doing this? And this was also at the same time that I myself had a really bad experience in an online program. It was my biggest investment in my business to date, and it just did not live up to the sales page. And as I was talking to more people in the community, I saw this huge gap in the industry around how to actually teach online. Because when you are an online business owner, service provider, expert, you know, you're always taught, move away from one-to-one, launch a course, launch a program, but you're not teachers. Often you're not a teacher. You might be good at marketing. You might be good at whatever it is that your expertise is in. Um, but teaching is a skill in its own right. And I was just like, this is my thing. Like I am a teacher through and through, and I'm a really good online teacher. I could help coaches and course creators design better programs where Mm. they learn how to teach online so their clients could get results because 
as we know in the online education industry, we've all been in courses and programs that just did not live up to what we invested in. And I was like, no, it's time to change that. We need to be doing better for our clients. And we ourselves, like when we're investing in things, we want to invest in better courses and programs. Mm. So that's where I'm at now. I've worked with over two, maybe even over 300 now, coaches, course creators, mentors, experts um, in designing their courses and programs. Um, and yeah, and that, that's where we are. That's, I love been- that. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. I think it's, that is such a key um, like distinguishing factor. It's that you can have the knowledge, but if you don't know how to teach others to accrue that knowledge, then actually it's kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, especially with uh, courses and programs, there's so many shoulds around what you should have or you have to do in order to have a successful program. But what I see with clients of my own is that they help hold on to these beliefs and then try to implement because they've seen other quote unquote successful coaches, you know, develop and uh, structure a program in a certain way but it doesn't feel good to them or it feel, you know, they don't actually love holding group coaching calls, but they feel like they have to do it. So then it becomes something they end up presenting and it just ends up, as you say, not seeing that same success. So I think it's amazing to actually, for you to be providing that service of teaching coaches how to be better teachers, because ultimately that's how their students are going to get better results. Um, One of the things I saw on your Instagram when I was having a look earlier, which I'd love um, for you to elaborate on, because I thought it was so just like hit the nail on the head is you said something like your clients don't want to know what you know but they want to know what what you do I think that was it wasn't it it was like they don't want to know what you know they want to know what you do so could you elaborate on that a little bit in the context of programs and courses Definitely. So going back to like you said, um, when we are coaches and experts and, and we've always service providers and we've built up our businesses because we're so good at what we do, what we find it really easy to do is tell other people what we do. So we can tell them, here's how to do this. I'll mm-hmm. tell you, this is what I know. And this is my experience. And, you know, try this, try this. And it's all very telling. But true learning is through action. So that's why we don't want people to know what we know. We want them to do what we do. Mm. It's bringing that action piece in. And that's what is missing from so many courses and programs is that they're often just like lectures. It's just the person transmitting their knowledge. You've all got this amazing knowledge and amazing experience. So you just end up telling your clients about it in these courses and programs. Mm. But that's not learning. They're not going to be able to do anything with that knowledge unless they can apply it to themselves, unless they can practice it, unless they can action it, unless they can do it for themselves. So I always say to um, my clients when they come to me to work on their curriculums is um, when you your clients get to the end of your course or program, what do you want them to do or be rather than what do you want them to know? And the example I give is like, I think I've just been watching too much Great British Bake Off, but it always comes <laughs> Um, say for example you're an expert baker and you're teaching how to bake a lemon drizzle cake you don't want the people to get to the end of your course and know how to bake a lemon drizzle cake you want them to have actually baked one so Mm. they can say oh you need flour you need eggs you need lemon you need sugar that's how they know how to bake it but unless they've actually put those ingredients together put that bake in the oven and seen how it comes out at the end, they haven't had that transformation. Mm. Um, so that's what that's about. We want them to be doing, not knowing. Yeah, that is, it's, that's a very good analogy. Um, and it's so true because it's like so much of what I see at the moment as well, like in, on the online space is, you know, you have to show up as an authority. Something that people talk about a lot, you know, you have to show up as an authority. 
But if people don't know how to do that, or they're told, okay, we have you do it by sharing your own opinions, but that's still that barrier because people are like, okay, well, I know how to share my opinions, but it's that lack of confidence and experience that's going to actually enable them to do it. And until they do it, they're not going to be any closer to that desired outcome. Yes, exactly. This is why I always talk about how I have a bit of a a bone to pick with strategy courses. Mm. And, you know, they say, I've got an Instagram strategy course, I've got a sales strategy course, a business strategy course, a marketing strategy course. And I tell them strategy means nothing. Because all you're doing is telling someone, here's what to do. Here's Mm. a marketing strategy. You need PR, you need social media, you need email. That's telling someone what to do. That's giving them a strategy. But how do they put that in place? They can walk away from your course with their marketing strategy, with their business strategy, know what their content pillars are, know what their marketing platforms are. But unless they're actually creating the content in those pillars and posting it, unless Mm. they're actually creating content for those platforms that they've, you know, said that they're going to have this strategy for, it's meaningless, Mm. right? that's what we want people to be doing is is in our courses and programs we want to be creating the space for people to do the doing um not just kind of like here's what you need to know off you go yeah it's like here's what you need to know now here's the piece of homework that you need to do before the next lesson to to kind of see the action so it sounds like one of the biggest gaps I guess that a lot of your clients come to you with is that um kind of yeah missing piece around helping your students or clients to do the action is that would you say that's one of the biggest blocks you help your clients with or are there any other main ones that seem to come up more consistently yeah there's there is a few there's quite a Mm. lot that comes up definitely that's one of them is that a lot of clients come to me who say my their clients are really unengaged they're not taking Mm. action that's what I hear a lot my clients aren't taking action on what I'm telling them so that's the missing piece is that you have to actually build and facilitate an activity that they can action you have to hold the space for them to practice the action you have to create yeah all of these activities so that they do the action you can't just tell somebody to do something and off they go it's like Mm. when you were a kid and you were learning how to ride a bike you know your parents could say to you hop on the seat and pedal with your feet off you go but if you're not actually on there and having them hold the handlebars and having them hold it or put some training wheels on so you can have a practice first, Mm. you're going to keep falling over. So um, that's definitely one of them. Another big gap that I see a lot is around um, a lot of course creators and coaches find it really hard to articulate the transformation that happens in their program, which makes sales harder. It makes launching harder. It makes them feel a little bit kind of like not confident in their program because they can't explain it as Mm. well when they've got a one-to-one service you know I'll design you a website that's really easy to explain but when it comes to course and programs they find it harder to explain what the transformation is and that is often because they haven't created like a measurable result of their course Mm. program so they can't really articulate what somebody's going to get from their program other than you will know more about da, 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 da. I will teach you all about da, 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 da. So they start speaking about the features, like it includes calls and it's got a curriculum and it's got a Facebook group or a Slack channel. That's what they hold on to when they're trying to speak about the course of program because they don't know how to speak into that transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's definitely a big one as well. But yeah, there, there are tons. <laughs> I'm thinking of that thing. So I think that's like, that's a, a common one, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. talking about the the, bene- the features, not the benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, because I know, I know there'll be people that are listening that have uh, businesses that are, well, A coaches, but not necessarily like business coaches. So maybe like mm-hmm. health coaches or confidence coaches or 
um, you know, more holistic, let's say. Mm -hmm. So when the results are intangible, i.e. it's feelings around confidence, empowerment, clarity, um, connection, whatever it is that they're hoping to help their client achieve, um, what would be your advice Mm -hmm. on that perspective in terms of being able to articulate? I always find, and Mm -hmm. and I do this with my, my own courses and programs, because so much of it is that feeling of feeling more secure, of feeling more stable, of feeling more confident that you know what you are doing mm-hmm. to achieve growth in your business, for example. Mm-hmm. However, and I catch myself out sometimes as well, is it can sound it can sound quite generic and wishy-washy mm-hmm. because it is a feeling. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whereas when it's like a more tangible, like we will be able to to mm-hmm. actual income obviously we can never guarantee but that's a more measurable outcome yeah. so I'd love to get your thoughts on that I am the absolute like it's my favorite thing to do is help coaches make the intangible tangible because mm. I just have a brain for it I don't know what it's called but I just can in somehow because I'm a very visual person right so so get, let me give you an example I worked with a client who came to me and they said they had a program and it was for new mums who they wanted them to find themselves again mm. and I said, does that mean (laughs) what does that mean find yourself again I was like that's too wishy-washy that's too vague but you hear it all the time I said give me some tangible examples of what it looks like to find yourself again and she was like oh you know well it's all about you know making time for you so it's being able to see your friends it's about being able to like watch what you want on tv and go to Mm. the star and you know have some time to read and da 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 and I said oh okay so what, what they're doing is reclaiming me time and then I said okay well at the moment, how much mean me time are they having? Oh, they have none. Like each week, they just get to the end of the week. They, they haven't had any time for themselves. And I said, okay, great. Your course promise is that you will reclaim two hours more me time a week. Mm. And then you'll learn how to act. And then you'll be teaching them how to set boundaries, how to ask for what they want, how to even identify what me time means for them. Mm. So there's a lot of things that seem intangible that you can actually make really tangible when you get to that visualization of what that um, in what the kind of manifestation of that transformation is. So, again, something like confidence. Right. I've worked with a client who came and said, oh, I help um, people pleasers build confidence at work. And I said, "Okay, to what end? What does the confidence get them? Oh, it means they can ask for a promotion. They can mm. set boundaries. They can, um, you know, uh, have a bit more of a work-life blend because they can say no. And I said, oh, okay, well, there we go. Mm. Your kind of promise there is, is that you're reclaiming, you know, some of your own time and you're being able to leave work at five o'clock. When, you're, when you stop getting paid, you leave work. That's the yeah. tangible, like, result of what you're offering people. Mm. Is that, yeah, if they, they no longer work outside of work hours. Yeah, that's that's what. So it's really having to get deep into mm. how it manifests for that person, and then that's when you can build the promises in. Yeah, I love those examples, and that's exactly what I always say to my clients when I'm sort of helping them with like creating content. It's like, let's go deeper. What does that look like on a day to day basis? And I get the classic, oh, but that's very specific, and that might not be relevant to everyone. I'm like, that's fine because mm. if you can give three specific examples, let's say, then one of them's really going to land and you're going to be like, gosh, I feel seen, you know, mm. like, and so it's understanding on that, what it manifests on a day to day in mm. those more granular details. So yeah, thank you very much for those examples. That's super clear. Um, would you say there's any kind of big red flags or misconceptions when it comes to 
creating these transformative courses and programs you know if you're like right whether you whether people have one already um or they're listening thinking right I'm ready to create one what are some of those like myths that you can debunk around what we should or shouldn't be doing so the big one is that more stuff doesn't equal more value Mm. and where this comes from is that you have the you know the online celeb course gurus from 2017 2016 who sell these huge programs on how to create an online course from um, because they're marketers Mm. so they tell you you need to create all of this content you know outline every single thing that you know create a video create workbooks always somehow they're worth 997 and a Facebook group (laughs) always somehow (laughs) worth 497 I don't know how that happens (laughs) because they're coming at it from a sales psychology point of view whereas if you stack features upon features upon features people perceive it as they're Mm. getting value but that's just not true in 2023 and beyond because our clients are tired Mm. in group programs that they have like every single download has been resigned to the recycle bin they've done the group they've entered into a course to see like 50 lessons and thought oh my gosh I don't have the time for this so it's too overwhelming too overwhelming but that's the big red flag for me is that mm. it's too much stuff in a course. Mm. And what we're led to believe is that we can't charge high ticket or we can't even charge anything if um, if we don't stuff, stuff, stuff in. And I'm here to bust that myth and say it's actually the opposite. Mm. Our clients can get a result in the most easy way possible in the shortest time possible is the most transformational for them. Because mm. if we think about our clients, right? So for example, that course on how to bake a lemon drizzle cake that person wants to learn it because it's for this week's bake off. It's for this yeah. week's, you know, Macmillan bake sale. It's because they're having friends around this week. They haven't thought to themselves, oh, and sometime in the next six months, I'm going to l- want to bake a lemon drizzle cake. No, they want to learn it because they want to make it today. They're hungry for it. They want it now. Um, so if if we then say, well, it's going to be a 12 week program to learn how to bake a lemon drizzle cake. Well, no, it's not mm-hmm. going to be. That's mm-hmm. just how people like to learn and how they like to get a result now. And I always get pushed back on this what I teach needs lots of lessons and it, it's a really in-depth topic and it needs, no, no, it doesn't. Mm. There's not a single client out of the hundreds and hundreds that I've worked with from any niche, from coaching to real deep transformations inside of coaching, like going really deep with, with people, with the topics that they do, that needs to be 48 lessons that needs to be and 48 hour lessons I like you know if it's a little two minutes here and a three minutes here you're breaking things down yes there's going to be more but there's not a single single thing that I've worked with that needs 48 hour long lessons Mm. 48 hours is a full-time job Mm. 48 Mm. hours is almost one lesson a week for a year Mm. no Um, workbooks that have nothing to do with getting the result they're just in there to bump up the value and people don't ever use them sometimes they're not even editable so you can't even use them no more stuff does not equal more value so something I'm really working hard on to show my clients and everybody that kind of comes in contact with me is is that you can get your client a transformation in less time hey babe I hope you're loving today's episode Just a very quick, small request from me. If you're enjoying today's episode and you're enjoying the podcast in general, leaving a rating or review would mean the world and would help more people to discover these sorts of conversations. So if you wouldn't mind, please pause this episode, leave a rating review, and then we'll get straight back in. Thanks so much. 
with less stuff. And the beauty of that is, is not only is it less overwhelming for our clients because they log into our portals and they're like, wow, six lessons, two activities, and then and then I'm done and then I'm good to go and I'll know everything, love and life. Um, it feels achievable for them. It feels manageable. It feels like they can really get there. But also for us, we did not want to scale from one-to-one to groups and courses to be spending 50 hours to put something together. Mm. Um, it doesn't have to be professionally shot in a studio the first time you launch it in fact I love live like running things live the first time Mm. because you get to look before you perfect it and you make all the fancy workbooks and you know the lighting and the studio things just to get to the end of it and think oh gosh clients aren't even taking this lesson they're not even getting the result they're not even getting the transformation we can go we can go really scrappy first time and really focus on the teaching, the action and the transformation. And then we can put all the bells and whistles in as and when mm. needed versus how people are doing it currently is pouring hours, weeks, months over these things just to launch it and have 2% of people complete it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think it is that it's the ability to kind of take away the fluff and focus on the content within it. But as you say, people get, and I've, I'm sure I've been guilty of it in the past, is you think, oh, well, I have to prove that it's worth X investment by adding in all these extra resources. I do think, and this probably comes down to the user experience, you know, the platform that say you host your program on, you want that to be easy so that people like enjoy coming back, can work through it. But that doesn't need to mean that there's also workbooks and extras and bonuses and downloads and all the rest of it um would you say then and and this is sort of what I've interpreted but correct me if I'm wrong is it's almost better to have a few shorter programs that give those instant outcomes rather than trying to pack in three big transformations into a longer program Yes. Yeah, so this is all depending on it's it's so variable and this yeah. is why it's so important to like really intentionally design everything, because it may be that your overarching um, subject, for example, business, mm. it's just too big mm. in one program because people are at different stages of business. They need different elements to help them with business. It's often better to to strip that down into different elements of the strategy so you can have distinct transformations for each thing. Um, but sometimes it might be, um, you know, when we're talking about those coaching transformations around building confidence, that that might be multi-layered because mm. it might be that you need to build confidence in this thing yeah. first, then that thing, then that thing to get the final result. So then you can kind of layer up those concepts. Um, and that's when the program then might need to be longer or the support aspect might need to be a bit longer. Um, but if you're teaching like a how to, like a skill, it should really focus on that one skill, you know? So for example, like building a website, um, like say, you know, your course is how to build a Squarespace website. Well, that course doesn't necessarily need to have how to blog, how to use Pinterest mm. to traffic to your website, how to use Instagram to get traffic to your website. That just needs to show you how to build it on Squarespace. Mm. And by mm. adding that other stuff in, it's not always relevant to everyone. And then yeah. it's pushing the final result further and further away from them. Mm. Mm. So it all comes down to what, uh, this is why I always say we start with that transformation. We start mm. with what is the final result, the outcome you want people to um, walk away with? 
Then we map how you're going to get them from where they are now. And then everything else dictates how long it is, how many lessons you need, how long the lessons need to be, all that kind of stuff. Mm, That's such a good takeaway for everyone is sort of coming back to that transformation. Every lesson you create, every idea you like think of, every resource that you want to add in, is this helping get directly to that transformation? Um, And just on that then, how and I know the well I know it's very important but from like a research perspective like market research before creating the course um any advice that you can give around that in terms of specific questions that you think are good to ask I know obviously it's going to be dependent on you as an individual as well as to how you want to teach and what you're going to enjoy because there needs to be that blend of both I guess in terms of what's going to be valuable to your clients but also where you feel confident and comfortable um But maybe if there's anything that you often see people overlook when it comes to market research that you could share to to help people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I think I I can't remember if I've posted about this or it's it's in the drafts ready to post. But often sometimes what we do is we create a course or program based on what we want to teach versus what our clients want to learn. Mm. So that's when we launch something and there's crickets or we kind of we put it out there and people are, oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. And then we put it for sale. Those people are nowhere to be seen. And that happens for a lot of reasons. Number one, there's not the demand for what it is that you want to teach. Like, you know, I could think, let me think of an example. I would, I I can't really think of an example off the top. I'd love to teach about 90s pop nostalgia because I love everything like 90s pop. Um, But my clients don't come to me for that. So I could spend all that time putting that course out and thinking, oh, yeah, this is going to be so much fun. And maybe there's a few people in my community who also love 90s pop and, you know, would love a, a deep dive into the you know popularity of the Spice Girls or whatever um but then when I put it out there it's cricket so there has to be a bit of a demand for what it is that is there like you said but blending with what you want to teach so Mm. it's if you come up with the idea oh I want to do a course about this oh I want to do a program about that before you go straight into it and and start rolling with it it's that check wait do my people in my community want this need this is it something that's Mm. on their mind right now is it relevant for them um is it something that I am the true expert in, in terms of, am I like embodying? Mm. What it is? Um, am I good at what this is? Do I enjoy it? Does it come across that I really enjoy it? Do I back myself in this? Like, there's a few of those questions there. Um, and I think it's about sort of gauging the demand from listening and actively listening to your community. A really good book that I read years ago that helped me when I was building my membership actually was called Ask by Ryan Levesque or Levesque. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce the surname, but that's all about those questions to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, once you've had the idea and you think there's a demand, a couple of good questions that you could ask could be, um, in regards to X topic, um, what would it look like if someone to wave the magic wand? Like, what does that final result look like to you? Mm. How important is getting that final result to you? Mm-hmm. Um, when would you like to achieve that final result? Is it something you're looking to work on now? Or are you thinking it is in six months a year? Because mm. that helps see like, how much do people want it? And when do they want it? Um, so yeah, definitely check out that book because that definitely has more questions than I can think of off the top of my head. Um, but I definitely think the first place to start is just assessing that demand. Mm. Um, you're already teaching on, is it something that you're working with your one-to-one clients on? That's a really great place to start. If you're thinking of a course or program and you're, this is actually how my membership started is that I was a blogging coach 
charging like 50 pounds an hour 2017 and I had like I think I had about 10 clients and every single session the same things were coming up how Mm. do I marketing how do I start an email list how do I pitch a brand how do I do this how do I do that so I found myself every single one-to-one session sort of teaching the same thing I was like oh there's no point in me teaching all these people individually I could put it into a course it ended up being a membership so if you are working with one-to-one clients, what's the things that's coming up the most? Like actively listening to your clients. What are they saying a lot? What are they asking you a lot? What are the common threads? That would be a really good place to start. Mm, that's a really good, yeah, really good piece of advice because that, that it, there is always those common questions that come up. Um, and I guess it's then making sure that with the people that you're asking, they are your kind of quote unquote ideal client as well. Because really? I know the feeling, I think one of the first programs that I created, I did like some market research and then about 50% of people that filled it out were just not my ideal client in the first place. So like qualifying those people to begin with as well yeah. to make sure that you're not getting people that are like, oh yeah, I'd love to do this. And they're actually just not even thinking about investing in anything, let alone yeah. a course. So, Because <laughs> also what happens sometimes is that people want to invest in us, but not necessarily the course or program topic mm. that they're offering. So sometimes you might like those people, you might have just people that are super like expressive people in your community who love everything you post. They love everything you do. They're totally bought into your vibe and they just really like you as a person. So when you're coming up with ideas, they're being really supportive. They're like, oh, that sounds great. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Actually, when it comes to them put, put you know paying for something that's when it sinks into them oh is this something that I need is this something that mm. that's relevant to me is it actually something that I'm working on and then that's where that kind of disconnect can happen so you're so right um when if you are doing market research just really make sure that you know look at the people who are answering are they your ideal client or is their stage of whatever niche you're in you know, uh, and their journey in whatever niche you're in relevant to what you're trying to launch. Because some of them Mm. might be too early. Some of them might be too advanced. Some of them may just not even be relevant at all. Mm. Thank you. So much wisdom. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate you sharing that all. I feel like there's so many questions I'm probably going to be thinking of later. Like, I'm like, Vix, what about this? Um, but for anyone that would like to find out more about your work, how they can work with you, um, please share anything you've got on at the moment or the best places for people to get in touch. Yes, of course. So I'm at Vix Meldrew on everything. Um, my website is VixMeldrew.com. I have a self-paced course, which is about designing a curriculum. So if you're thinking of creating like a, a self-paced course and you want to know how to put that together and you know like I was talking in my super streamlined way so you're not overstuffing it and you're keeping mm. it simple that's kind of available at all times uh, to download um and then you can work one-to-one with me if you have a program that you want to build or from scratch or you have a program that you already have but you want to revamp it um and all of the info for that is on my website but I love a good old Instagram DM chat so if you listen to this episode and you're like oh I want to come and tell Vix all about my course I'm nosy I want to hear about it I want to hear who you're teaching what you're teaching how's it going um or what your ideas are so um yeah just come and come and drop me a message amazing I'll leave all your links in the show notes as well so people can um, check you out but thank you so much again really really appreciate it so much wisdom and um yeah I'm I'm sure there'll be lots of ideas sparking with people that are listening that are like oh yeah I hadn't thought about that or need to tweak that so thank you so much yeah of course thank you All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a review. I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, 
My DMs are always open, so come over and say hi. At Nicola Charlotte Coaching. Bye.